0: we thank you glory to god welcome to bible study with dr mercy many it is going to be life changing i promise you because god is here god is uh really you know god is blessed he is lifted. He is glorified when his word is shared. When we, you know, we desire to know more of him by studying his word. So guess what? It's going to be life changing. So let's do it. Amen. Share it. Invite somebody because somebody's about to be blessed. I'm about to be blessed. I know it. I know it. So what are we going to talk about today? Uh, the Lord laid in my heart to share a word with us tonight. And let's look at the book of Proverbs 23, verse 7. Scripture reads, For as a man think in his heart, so is he i'm gonna read it one more time for as a man thinketh in his heart so is he what is the scripture telling us so a man is not different from what he thinks Why is it so important that we we be so mindful of what we think? Why is it so important? We're going to talk about that today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As a man thinking. So my question to you today, what do you think? What is so dominant? in your thinking, what is your pattern of thinking? That's where we'll be driving it today, by the grace of God. So, amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. So, we're looking at God's word here. Hallelujah. Guard your heart. Proverbs 4, 23. God, your heart. For out of it flows the issues of life. God, your heart. Our heart is so, is such a, a world on its own. Because, the issues of life flows from there. The issues of life are all embedded in the heart. Guard your heart with all diligence, with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. From Genesis, to Malachi, study shows that the subject matter or the word heart is mentioned more than 800 times. However, more than 200 times, it focuses on personal thought life emotions the wellspring of life those things that has the capacity to make us or break us so in my humble opinion i think heart the heart can also be called the thought life, the thought life. So my question to you, for you today, is why is God so concerned about the heart of man? That he will mention the heart 800 times, more than 800 times, just from the book of Genesis to Malachi, which is the Old Testament. And 200 times, it was all about our emotions, all about personal thoughts. So, let's continue. I believe God of creation has always known because he's the unknowing from the beginning that the thought life of man controls his entire life. It controls his entire life. That's why the Bible says guard your heart with all diligence, with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life. Glory to God. You want to know someone for real? Then, hear them speak about what they think. How you want to know someone, you know, where their heart posture is? Is to hear them say something that they think, like, I think about, I think this is, I think this, I think that. Because that's a posture. That is where they, they they dwell. That is what they know and what they believe and what, how they're going to act or react. So what you think is what you are. Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he? I know situations has led some, you know, individuals to think a certain pattern. And now we're talking about, you know, upbringing, living with an aunt, uh, someone that didn't have their parents, you know, uh, in life from the beginning. And so they had to deal with some things, deal with some people that uh, when they're alive, because that was, they were the only one available for them to take care of them, to bring them up, you know. And so they, some of them had to grow in this whole thing with this kind of, you know, a mind, uh heart situation, roller coaster kind of life. Okay, so... I understand that your parents, your aunts, your nephews—you know everybody. This is how they think. This is the way they think. This is like a generational part uh, pattern of thinking. You know, we've all uh, have a part. You know, I mean, you know, from where we all come from, there's a certain way, a certain uh, you know way things are being done or said. Or, we all know that. But what I really want us to understand is how can we break a certain pattern that we know, number one, it's not of God. Number two, it's of no good. It's not of God. And it's not, doesn't have any benefit attached to it. It's actually stealing. So how can we change the narrative now, where do we go? How do we do it? Well, I don't know what to do, Dr Mercy. you know this is where I was this is just who I am this is how I was brought up you know i I don't know where to begin I don't know how I'll begin to you know you you have to there is a place called. Yes, I can. Yes, you know, there's a word in God's God's word that says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me alone. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Amen? So, This is where responsibility comes to play. Like I know, okay, this is the way it was, this is the way it's been, but I don't think I want to continue like this. I want it to change. I want something better. The scripture says I can have it this way. And if I'm not having it the way the scripture says, then I'm I'm ready to do whatever I have to do To begin to enjoy it. Because I want to enjoy, I want to have what the scripture says I can have. If the scripture says I can be wealthy, I want to be wealthy. Not like I'm going to pursue being wealthy, I'm going to do what he wants me to do to connect wealth. If the scripture says that the Lord Jesus came, that the works of the devil might be destroyed then I'm not going to keep replaying what I heard somebody say. Jesus came to destroy what should be destroyed. And he came to give me an abundant life. So I'm going to choose abundant life. And what can I do to obtain eternal life, abundant life? is to live the life the Lord has called me to live. You know when I was in school you know there were there was this um uh how do I say it? so there was this uh solution or how do I say it? you know there's this, this thing that we were, we were being asked what happens um when you know that, that a new thing before a new thing is is uh, invented you know something has to die. There's always something being destroyed to build something new. That is exactly the way our lives are. For us to step into the best, that which is not the best must die. And whatever is giving, is feeding, is giving life to that which is not of God. We must starve it to death. We must stop that thing, that uh, pattern, that behavior, that addiction, whatever it is, we must starve it to death. So the life, the life that we want to live can come to life, can begin to manifest. Because until that which we don't want dies, is starved to death, what we want will not show up. It's like a woman having a relationship with Ishmael, being in a relationship, living with Ishmael. But she said, God, please give me my Isaac. I want my Isaac. I want my my promise. But you have someone that's not for you. You don't want to let him go. You don't want to let her go. But you're crying and calling for God to bring your promise. The promise will not show up until the one that is fake is gone. Amen? So, you have got to take responsibility, I have got to take responsibility to change the narrative, to change the evil pattern to the pattern that the Lord has ordained for us to experience. To shift your heart from wrong pattern to good one, there is work to be done. There is a commitment to be made and there has to be you know a genuine genuine desire you have to be intentional and ready to pay the price because it's going to cost you something because for new thing to be a new technology to come through The old one must die. Because when the new is invented, the old doesn't have a a space. There's no space anymore. The new one takes the space of the old. So the old is completely done away with. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when we look at the book of first John chapter 1 verse 8 you know we want to talk about what you can do now so number 1 you're going to admit you've got to admit that there is a problem that this is wrong and you want to, you want it changed because until you admit there's a, it, it's not the, what you should be having is not the life you should be living, it's not the pattern that you should continue with in life because you don't want your children and grandchildren to come and live that way or experience the same situation. You first have to admit that this is not right. Hallelujah. Because when we come and confess, We we have such a a merciful God, a gracious God. So if you come and confess, I am just and faithful to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. First John chapter 1, verse 8. So number two, be willing to do whatever. Did I say whatever? Mm Mm-hmm. Whatever, can be whatever. Be ready to do whatever it takes to create or to activate the shift that you desire. You've got to be ready to do the work. And depending on what the situation is, the work to be done varies with every individual. Because everyone is obviously in the same situation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So. Yeah. The truth of the matter is, there will be no changes. You know, if we don't want to put in the work, If we don't want to do what we're supposed to do to activate the change there's a place to walk there's a place to pray there's a place to believe there's a place to call for there is a place to do whatever is needed to be done we've got to commit to change commit to change because committing to change is receiving the change Because while I was preparing for uh, this Bible study, the Lord said to me, the change is not something that is so dramatic or that it's a good thing. If my people will just surrender, There, there is grace for anything that we desire God to do. As long as we hold back, thinking we got this having doubt whether God will be able to do it or not when we when we don't believe all the way like trust God all the way we put ourselves in a place where God becomes an option or oh, maybe if he doesn't do this then I'll do this no We must pursue the change that we desire as long as it's of God. And God wants this for us. He he wants us to be healed. He wants us to live in peace. He wants to bless us. So whatever is against these promises, the day you know what they are and who they are, you begin to take the right steps to destroy them to terminate them, to to command them to get out, whatever it is. So it's up to us to want to do what it takes. And the Bible says we can do what? If we let God. So it can never be by our power because the Bible says you know it's not by power nor by might, but by my spirit you want to know someone for real that's ready to change. they don't want to return to their vomit. they don't want to keep saying the same thing. they don't want to keep going to the same place because they when they discover where is coming from or where it's being reinforced from the relationships and whatever, they know how to cut some things by wisdom. But as long as you want to keep hanging around certain people that don't know any better, but they speak death, speak death, speak sickness, speak pronounce things that don't even exist into existence. I mean, demonic stuff and things that are not even good. And you hang around there because you feel they, they have something to give you, you they you know, support you, whatever, they are, whatever is it is that they are using or it's not going well with you. And you know that because you're a child of God. Because you don't want to be by yourself, you just condole, you know, allow some things. And it's all right. Why are you robbing yourself of your peace? Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, you're willing to do whatever it takes. Number three, give your life to Jesus. If you are not saved, if you know that you've been going to church, see, there are things we can't fake. Jesus is coming very soon. And some people just go to church to show up there, you know, that they can dress. They have dresses, they have, you know, good shoes and purses, and they want to show up. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about real Christian, someone that has a relationship. You are not a Christian because you are in church. You are a Christian because you have given your life to Jesus and you are consciously living that life. Second to second, you are born again, and your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and you know it. You're not second guessing or third guessing. Like maybe you know, I was asking someone the other day. You know, Google, Google is responding to my to my Bible study. Google, shut up! Pardon me. So, I hope you are not hearing it anyway. I don't know if you if you are, you can hear it. no. Or I'm just saying in case you hear Google is announcing something because it's hearing me speaking about something. Now it's speaking all the way from wherever it is. Okay. So, let me continue. So, what am I saying? You are in church. You go to church but you're not born again. Because you just want to be among, you know, want to dance and praise God with everybody. They don't know that you're not saved. You act like you're saved. You do things like you're saved. You have all the religious terms to use when you speak. Oh, I'm blessed and hallowed, favored. What is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Is your name documented in the Lamb's Book of Life? If Jesus comes, are you ready? Will you make heaven? You can't, there's no way you can uh win the war of the heart situation. The battles in the heart of a man. There's no way you can win it without Jesus. It's just impossible. So going to church and having a religious way of talking and dressing doesn't make you a Christian. You must give your life to Jesus. And live a real life with with Jesus, with the Lord that you have, you know, given your life to. It's not Sunday thing or Wednesday or Tuesday thing. It's second by second walk with the Lord. That's the life he's called us to live if we want to make it. It's not one uh, Sunday in church, Tuesday or Friday at the clubhouse. Because one of the stories I heard the other day was a woman who went to a club. She was too drunk to even know where she was. Because the so-called driver took, him, took her to a hotel, messed with her, and left her there. And then she went ahead trying to sue when she came back to herself She said, who brought me here? The hotel management said, you came here with somebody. I said, she, she said she doesn't know because she was out, completely out. This guy messed with her and left her in the hotel room. And she woke up instead of taking responsibility for how she handled her own self. She Wanted to sue. In fact, she sued the company, the hotel, and they won. I'll try. They won the case because they didn't pick him up, pick her up from the club. Somebody brought her from the club to that hotel and messed with her and left her there. And now, all of a sudden, you woke up. You want to sue the hotel? Hello. I I just pray that by now she should know what she has done so she can find a way to turn, to shift the whole thing around. The alcohol problem that took her, almost took her life, might be something that came from the family. Who knows? Maybe father drank, mother drank, and always drunk. She couldn't, you know, she didn't know how much she could accommodate. She drank and drank until she drank herself out. Thank God that the guy didn't cure her. But she has some things to deal with for the rest of her life. Unless she surrenders to the Lord and the Lord heals her. What am I saying? Don't be a church goer. God is an intentional God that wants to not only serve you, he, don't, he just, he just, just does not want to save your soul, he wants to also bless you and give your life a meaning and give you a purpose life, a life of peace. He wants to protect your life and shield you from all kinds of Stop going on. The Bible says we are of God, but the whole earth lies in wickedness. There is wickedness in this world. Only the Lord can protect you. Give your life to Jesus. Today, right now, I will be calling for salvation. There will be an altar call in a minute okay we'll be done in a second all right so number four when you now give your life to Jesus the next thing you want to make sure and begin to do is to become a friend of God through his word so you want to love his word read his word desire always always hungry to read his word you are reading by the help of the Holy Spirit so you can you know understand so you can assimilate so because it is by the spirit of the lord that you can really grasp that's why the bible says the psalmist says lord open my heart open my eyes that i may behold the wondrous things in your word there is something called the wondrous things in God's word. And only the spirit of the law can give us understanding of his word. Because they were written by the Spirit of God. You can't understand it like you're reading uh, a novel. It's not a novel. Amen. Number five. Because uh, number four, let me let me say, say one more thing there. Because when you begin to read God's word, it has the capacity to build your heart muscle because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I like what Romans 3 uh, verses uh I think it's verses um no it's 2 Timothy pardon me 215 2 Timothy 215 says study to show yourself approved Study to show yourself approved. So it's important to study. When we study, the word of God is life. It's powerful. It's sharper. You know, it can do and undo. So we begin to, when you begin to read God's word, like consistently, something's begin to fall off in your life. Because your eyes will be open to certain truth. And as you know the truth, freedom comes And my people perish for what? Lack of knowledge. And the more of God's word we know and understand and practice, the more freedom, the more freedom we enjoy in God. I'm not talking about overnight Microwave kind of thing. As we consistently. There's a freedom. From knowing God's word. Understanding it. Walking in it. Hallelujah. Number five. Have a home church. There's something called the corporate. Corporate anointing. That you don't have. When you're by yourself at home. It comes with when you are with like-minded people of God. So when you gather with God's people, change comes. Miracles come. God releases the corporate anointing and those that are sensitive, those that are sensitive in the spirit, can grab and grab their blessing while in the garden of God's people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because every service, there is the attendance of angels with gifts, with blessings, handing out blessings, just like someone's having a birthday or someone is uh, sharing some gifts you know where you were somewhere. See someone sharing gifts. That's what happens in services. There was a time the Lord opened my eyes to see that. That was in a service, and this person was was distributing gifts to people, distributing gifts to people, until I came back to myself. Oh, there was an angel. And God said, "This is not just one thing. This is what happens all the time." And when you see stuff like that, you become more sensitive. I'm not, you know, you're not in church to look at your phone, to text message and stuff like that, unless you're using your phone to, to uh, give someone direction, coming to church, or you're taking notes. But browsing, like some we do in church, the church service is going on, they would sit down, they are browsing, checking YouTube, checking um Facebook and Instagram and all of that. Hmm. hmm. What do I say there? We have to grow up. And some just sit and sleep. Hello. Maybe some went to work. They had all night uh, schedule. I understand. Maybe they couldn't hold it anymore. I used to work night shift. I know sometimes when I went to church on a Sunday, uh, after working the Saturday night, I will be, I will be in church, but I will be sleepy at the point that I couldn't uh, uh, really concentrate. Sometimes I would just dance it off or shake my legs, and you know, I never slept off like that. But I would be just uh, shaking my body to keep me awake, you know, while the service lasts, and I will go home and just sleep. But there are people I know, people that might not be able to do that, but they just. Let it go, right, for a second, you know. But some people, you you can tell when some people just sleep. From the time they get in there, they don't even stand. How are you going to receive your blessing? I'm not judging them. But we have to be serious in the place of worship because there are blessings that will only come on you when you are active. When you are participating, they are worship, you worship. They say give offering, you give offering. They say say amen, you say amen. You know, it's a seat, you sit. They say stand, you stand. They are not giving you commands, they are being led. And each time these uh, uh, uh actions are being taken in this uh, uh you know uh, they are they are leading the whoever is leading in prayer or in praise or in uh, uh, the word uh The angels are on assignment, giving blessings away to those in need. There are people that that have come there to cry about babies because they've not been able to conceive. You see the angel with a gift, a baby, handing it over to the woman. Your baby has come, take it. The angel can give you a blessing while you're sleeping, The angel can't give you a blessing while you playing with your phone, or going out to get coffee, or trying to stay awake with the coffee. I, I believe God will handle on that. Oh, she's trying to get coffee so she can stay awake. Yeah, but to just go out because you want to drink something, you just want to drink something. Because some people are fond of just walking around when service is on. And they don't even know what they are missing. They don't know what they are missing. It's so sacred. It's so supernatural when the people of God are gathered. And so today, I I think somebody got something today. When you're at church, don't play with your phone. Pay attention to everything that's going on. Because you're blessing. Even the things that you don't, even, you don't even pray for, you never prayed for, you didn't even probably don't know you need those things because you're in that corporate gathering and your heart is right and you are present. You are not absent-minded. You will receive some blessings that you didn't even pray for. So let's move. Number six choose the right company the bible says in proverbs 12:26 the righteous choose the friend carefully but the way of the wicked leads them astray uh-huh 1st corinthians chapter 15 verse 33 also says do not be deceived bad company corrupts good morals Amplified version, amplified version. Oh, I'm not like them. I just hang out with them. Oh, I, don't worry. I don't smoke like they do, but it's just, I just spend time with them. I don't smoke. I don't do what they do. I just, no. If you don't want to do what they do, stay away. If what they do is not what you want to do, get away from them. Because very soon, you will start doing what they do. And finally, Philippians 4, verse 8, it says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, mm. whatsoever things are lovely, Whatsoever things are of God. Whatever, what oh, whatsoever things are of good, pardon me. Whatever, whatsoever things are of good report. Okay? If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think of these things. I'm gonna read it one more time because I think I messed up with one of the lines mm-hmm. up. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think of these things. Finally, brethren. Going to think about what? whatsoever is just, whosoever is honest, whosoever is pure, whosoever things are lovely, and I good report, would there be any virtue? If there be any virtue, or praise something that is worth celebrating, something that's worth celebrating, something that is true, something that's not unjust, something that is pure, righteous, something that's, that has good report, good report. So don't be a a news carrier unless that news is of good, is of good report. Unless there's something good connected to whatever it is that you're trying to share, don't share it. If it's not worth celebrating, keep it. Don't share it. Excuse me. If it's polluted, don't share it. Because you will use it to pollute other lives. You will use it to pollute other lives. Don't share it. If it's a lie, don't share it. If it's a lie, don't share it. Hmm. If it's not lovely, but full of hate, if it's full of hate, don't share it. Mm-hmm. Let's do better. Let's spread good news, the word of God. Let's spread life, not death. I hope you've been blessed. (laughs) God bless you guys. Amen. So, if you are connected, you don't have Jesus. You know you're not saved. If Jesus should show up now, you don't have a way of making heaven because you're not saved. I'm not saying you don't go to church. I'm not saying you don't serve in your church. There are many serving. There's many in church that are not saved. Amen. So you want to give your life to Jesus? You tried everything. Give my Jesus a chance and watch him do for you what no man can. Right? Amen? Let's do it. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you just as I am. I am very sorry for all of my sins. With my heart, I believe. With my mouth, I confess that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations. Welcome to God's family. And, you know, you want to pray? Your next step is to pray that God will lead you to a local church where he wants you to fellowship and to continue to fellowship. If God is leading you to Simi Valley, Revelation Church, Revelation Church, Revelation Church, Simi Valley, with uh, Papa Lovey and Mama Maggie, Elias, you are welcome. You, You will be blessed, I promise you. If God is leading you, come on, you'll be blessed. God bless you. Amen. So I pray for you today. In the name of Jesus. As you have made up your mind tonight to, to do the unusual, to do something different, to do a new thing. Kabashin and you've made up your mind today to let go what no longer serves you. I pray that the God of a new thing will come through for you. Says I'm doing a new thing. Don't you perceive it? I am doing a new thing. Mary mm. that, in my spirit. Let me read that scripture to you. Rekabaka la basuturi atayabasigi. Ori Ya Korobo de Shandiria Pasindiria La Korobo Satelia Isaiah forty three nineteen. I think. Thank you, Jesus. Pardon me. (laughs) forty <laughs> three. Uh see here yes Isaiah 43 19 let's read listen carefully mm-hmm. this is NIV okay so listen carefully I am about to do a new thing now it will spring forth will you not be aware of it I will even put a road in the wilderness. Rivers in the desert. That's a prophetic word. God is doing a new thing. So don't let the old hold you back. Receive the new. And stand on your ground. Even when the old tries to come and knock. Say no. Let the new open the door. Don't let it all control your life anymore. God is doing a new thing. Be blessed. Stay blessed. In Jesus' name. Make sure you click the link. Follow us. um, Like it. Comment. Share it. um, Subscribe. Yes, subscribe. 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 I'll see you next week. Same time. Same channel. And uh, I say God bless you. God bless you. Jesus loves you more. And we love you. Bye. Bye bye. Don't forget to subscribe, to follow, to share, to comment. Yes, we want to hear what you have to say. What's your take? What do you what do you think? You know, is there anything else you want us? Yeah. You know, is there anything that you really want us to talk about? Any part of the Bible you want us to share next time, let us know. See what we can do. God bless you. Bye.